What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we're a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This week on the podcast, we got nothing for 4K Spotlight because there is jack shit coming out. My wallet is thinking. Uh, Blu-ray.com. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it must be ni- nice to get a break every once in a while, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, but August I'm screwed considering Child's Play 1 through 3 are coming out on 4K, so, you know. Ooh, that's going to suck. Yeah, it really is. But anyway, we're gonna, uh, in due time, we'll talk about that. Um, so we'll be moving. Uh, so since there's no 4K spotlight, we'll be uh, talking about Through the Wall. We got some stuff that we want to talk about that happened uh, this last weekend at San Diego Comic-Con. The first San Diego Comic-Con in two years. It's crazy that it's been that long. That's it's wild. Insane. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's good to have it back. Um, and then uh, after that, we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening, uh, which will be our breakdown of Last Night in Soho. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, Caleb, what do you say we get started? I say let's do it. All right. Hey, guys. I'm Crash, host of the podcast Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. On our show, me and my co-host pick a new movie each week and rate each movie on a few categories that we think are important to making a great movie. After we rate the movie, it gets a final rating, and that lands it somewhere on our seller scale, where it will get labeled as either a well, premium, or a top shelf film. Catch us on platforms like Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, as Crash and Taz's Movie Seller, Crash, the letter N, Taz Movie Seller, with underscores in between each word, and on Facebook, Crash and Taz Movie Seller, uh, where you, as a listener, can suggest movies for us to rate, and also give us some constructive criticism to make the show more entertaining. Overall, don't forget to follow or subscribe, and rate and review us, and get ready for an entertaining show with us. See you guys then. Alright, so, like I said, we're skipping over 4K Spotlight this week, so moving into Spook... Jeez Louise. Moving straight into Through the Wall, uh, San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> Shut up. San Diego Comic Con happened this past weekend, and holy shit, we got a lot to talk about. It's I, we're gonna just gonna spoil it for you right now. It's it's all Marvel. Yeah, there was a, a few things in DC that did come out, and maybe some other like news outside of that. But Marvel's just. We're Marvel fanboys for life, and like as interesting as the stuff that came out from DC, it was not enough for us to talk about. <laughs> yeah, every yeah, at least personally. I mean, obviously, we'll be breaking down. Like, I think the only thing that came out was like the Shazam trailer. That and freaking uh, I forget who, but basically, they confirmed that the Snyderverse is dead. Yeah, probably for the best, but... (laughs) At least people can... Yeah, so I'm sorry, guys. No point in holding on to hope anymore. It's basically confirmed. Yeah. So, obviously, we'll be breaking down uh, Shazam when it comes time to do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But other than that, (laughs) probably... It's all uh, Marvel, baby. Yeah, all Marvel. So, starting off, Kevin Feige confirmed that the end of Phase 4 will be coming to an end. 
with not only She-Hulk in August, um, but also Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, that will uh, that is the movie that will close out Phase Four, and we will be moving into Phase Five. And oh my good lord, there's a lot, there's a lot, lot, lot to talk about. Dude, so, there's a ridiculous amount of shit to talk about. So first up in February, right? This is February. Yep. Okay. Uh, we have Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania coming out. Um, Caleb, how are you? Exci- how are you feeling about this one? I'm super freaking excited for this one. Like, just the. Like, have you heard all the shit that's going to happen in that? I know. I saw that someone leaked uh, freaking uh, Ant-Man interacting with Kang, the Conqueror. Yeah, so someone dropped that. I So I saw that, too. It's, like, not too much of a spoiler. Just kind of, like, a pretty bitchin' line, though. (laughs) Yeah, what does he say? Freaking, what is it? Uh... So, so Ant Man says that he he's like I'm an Avenger, and then Kang is like around the corner, and he like comes out, and he's like an Avenger, and then looks at him, and he's like, "Have I killed you before?" And I'm like, yeah, "That's pretty <gasps> badass." <laughs> I know it's freaking sick. Um, but I mean, I I don't really care, not I don't want to say I don't care about that too much, but what's interesting so. I don't know who this guy is. Andy Park. Whoever whoever Andy Park is, um, he posted a picture, kind of like a just an artwork for Ant Man or for Quantum Mania, and it shows Ant Man, the Wasp, and then Cassie in her own outfit oh shit yeah and then in the background it shows us kang but cassie's outfit is all purple and kind of like a cool mixture between wasps and ant-man's suit it actually like mostly morally more resembles wasps except it doesn't have like wings and shit okay so it looks super dope, and I'm glad that they're incorporating her because it's just like they keep adding on shrinking people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is sick. But one of the things that I'm super excited for, um, they announced that Modok is going to be one of the villains in this movie. Oh no, freaking way! Yeah. So that's going to be the shit. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he said, so Kevin Feige said, like, there is a reason that this movie is sparking phase five. And I'm pretty sure that's it. <laughs> yeah, that, that that would make sense. Yeah. So, oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah, Cassie's. Cassie's name is going to be Stinger in this, which okay. is pretty dope. But I'm so freaking excited for for this. Like one, because Kang is awesome. I yeah. love Jonathan Majors. 
like haven't, so freaking much. Haven't they confirmed that? Because this is so Kevin Feige confirmed that Phase Four, Five, and Six are the multiverse saga. Yeah. Um, so didn't he say, or I don't know if it's been confirmed that Kang is the Thanos of this saga? I don't know if he said that. Well, I mean, it it would only make sense because Kang is a multiversal threat. Tr- true. And it, it like it it's kind of like starting that. to come together a little bit. Like I know it's like with um, it's interesting to like you know how they say hindsight's twenty twenty, mm-hmm. but it's interesting to see how the phases happened or what the fa- what happened with the phases. Um. But with what the way that I'm viewing Phase Four now, like obviously we started off with Black Widow, which ultimately didn't lead too many places. I mean, it did kind of give us an a, an idea of the direction that um, Yelena is going to go. That's fun. Even though it didn't take us anywhere, that is still my Phase Four fav- f- favorite Phase Four movie. Yeah, and then it's just. It started opening up, like with the shows too, it started opening up the multiverse and kind of explaining what the multiverse is. And I think Loki was like a big part of that. Like, obviously, because Loki was dealing with variants and giving us like the the names for everything. Yeah. Like, instead of alternate versions, we have variants. And then understanding how time works. It's like, like how it branches out, and then it they opened up the the multiverse, so everything that we've seen so far could happen the way that it's happening. And it's just, it's nice. It's like Phase Four is just opening up the the multiverse, is like cracking that egg, and I think Phase Five is going to be. Just a lot more freaking eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you say that. So it's it's going to be super interesting. So I'm super pumped for Quantumania. Uh, followed by that, uh, we have Secret Invasion coming out. That's going to be sick. I know um, jack I... shit about that. So Secret Invasion... And kind of skipping forward a little ways. Can't believe you. Maybe. This is going to be interesting. But anyway. um, So Secret Invasion kind of leads into Secret Wars. At least comic wise. Okay. So Secret Invasion was all, all of the Marvel heroes getting replaced with scrolls. Oh shit. And so you don't know who's a scroll and who is a scroll and it just gets kind of like very like oh shit, who's <laughs> who's who? Like who's actually huh. here, who's not because all of the the scrolls are acting like that are heroes and then they reveal themselves and they're like, "Huh." Eh. Like surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I see, I think Secret Invasion is just going to help kind of make us paranoid about I think Secret Invasion and the Marvels, which we'll get into, is going to tie in pretty closely 
Okay. And then it's ultimately going to help help lead us to Secret Wars. All right. So I feel, yeah. I feel bad that like you you know so much more about this stuff than I do. No, it, uh, it I don't know like too much. It's just kind of what I have been able to gather from comics. I haven't read. I mean, at least either of those. Research, yeah. Um. Oh shit! What was I saying? I mean, the, this website also has a link to what it's about. Oh shit! Well, that's cool. Yeah. So. Let's see. It's just the comic event tells the story of Scrolls' attempted invasion and conquest of the planet Earth. Using shape-shifting abilities, Scrolls take the form and identity of numerous Earthlings, including top dollar Marvel figures. Uh, Scroll Empress-elect Veronica adopts the like likeness of Spider-Woman and sidles up to her superhero colleagues over time. The Skulls permeate additional groups like S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Fantastic Four. Interesting. So I'm wondering if that's the route that they're going to take because this is going to be like Nick Fury, Mariah Hill, and then Amelia Clark's going to be in this. Ooh. So I'm I'm betting Amelia Clark's going to be playing that Scroll Empress. Oh, that'd be so yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, so Ooh, and uh Martin Freeman's gonna be in this too. Oh hell yeah. I forget his character, goddammit. Uh Everett Ross. Duh. Oh my god, Jonathan. Wow. Yeah, so that will be coming out spring of twenty twenty three. Hell yeah. Um, after that, we got, honestly, this is my most hyped movie of, uh, Phase 5, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Woo, finally. Dude, that's gonna be the shit. I love that someone asked James Gunn, um, who would be his, uh, next lineup for, uh, the a Guardians team, and he straight up was just like, I don't give a shit about the next team up, I only care about this team that I have right now, and giving them a proper send-off and ending. Mike, that's why we love you, James Gunn. That's why we love you. Absolutely. So this is going to be real freaking interesting. Dude, J you can kind of tell that James Gunn and Taika Waititi, I feel like they're the most notorious and it's most obvious that they only like working with a certain group of people. <laughs> because the guy that they have, like one of the reveals that they made is that uh they're gonna bring in this guy to play the high evolutionary which is the person who experimented on rocket yeah so it's kind of gonna i i'm kind of getting rocket origin vibes but oh, cool the, yeah so the guy that's playing the high evolutionary just acted in peacemaker Oh my god, is it the, uh, uh, like the leader? Yeah. Yeah. Is it him? Yes. Hell yeah, I freaking loved him in Peacemaker. Yeah, so, I mean, not upset about it at all. His suit yeah. looks freaking sick. Yeah, it does. But, yeah, so, I think he's gonna have a, a big hand in bringing about, uh, Adam Warlock. 
Yeah. I yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Um after Guardians three we have Echo, um, which if you guys don't know, uh that is going to be based off the uh, character from Hawkeye, uh Maya. Maya Lopez. Um I don't I don't know. I've, I don't know how many people watch Hawkeye. Hope you all watch Hawkeye. If you don't watch Hawkeye, what the hell? Maybe yeah. <laughs> Echo's but, gonna yeah. be the shit. Yes. Do you, uh, do you think do you think Kate would show up in that or no? That's a solid maybe. I don't see Clint. I I, mean, I don't even know if Jeremy Renner's coming back. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense for him to come in since they kind of did have a connection in sure. his show. Um, but yeah, like she's a. I have a feeling, though, like, Echo is going to be so overlooked by all this other stuff. Like, it's all the street street heroes that I'm afraid of, or street, I guess, (laughs) anti-heroes. Yeah, no, dude, seriously, why do you think freaking Black Widow and Hawkeye are my two favorite things that have happened for Phase 4? I mean, I'm not being biased here, but, you know. I mean, a little bit. Shut up. (laughs) But, yeah, I think... I don't think like the Hawkeye show got enough love, and I don't think Echo's going to get enough love either, because it's it's Sucks. like I think it's just going to be a really interesting character story. Yeah, and I freaking loved uh, her role as as Echo, so oh, yeah, she, I, I'm yeah. like so excited Amazing. to see that. And then I'm assuming Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be coming back because, I mean, Kingpin has been shot in the face before <laughs> in comics. So I'm pretty sure he's not dead. And then yeah. they better bring also him back spoiler to alert. Mafia. Oh, Dude, that would be hilarious. I really hope they do. Like, come on. It'd be interesting for her to take on, uh, oh, shit, I keep forgetting his name. Like the mate, the, her friend from the tracksuit mafia. Oh, but uh, um, that would be a crazy, interesting fight. Yeah. Oh wait, didn't he die? Um, I don't think he died. I thought he did. Spoiler alert! Sorry, guys. Um, let's see. Okay, so we have like a little synopsis, kind of. Um. So the origin story of Echo revisits Maya Lopez, whose ruthless behavior in New York City catches up with her in her hometown. She must face her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace the meaning of family and community if she ever hopes to move forward. Um, then it just has a bunch of other people that are going to be in this. You're talking about Kazi, right? Yes, Kazi. I swear he died. I thought Hawkeye shot him. Like, didn't, like, not killed him, but, like, shot him. No. I don't know if Hawkeye did. I don't know. I look it up. Because, I mean, yeah, Hawkeye does shoot him, but then he catches it. Hmm. But, yeah, it it looks like they're going to do, like, a really good deep dive onto her. Um, 
her roots as a like a Native American. So Ooh, I'm okay. super pumped for that. I'm super freaking excited for that. So I hope that show is, is like is good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like again, not not too much else is known about Echo. Just just that. Like we're getting into a point where it's like we know less and less and less. <laughs> Dude, seriously though. Interrogating Hawkeye. I swear that he died. It doesn't really matter if he died or not. Yeah, like, true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what's after Echo? Um sorry. Uh after Echo, uh we got the Marvels. That's gonna be sick. <laughs> I'm just excited to see uh, Kamala Khan back. That's Captain, be not awesome. Captain Marvel. Miss Marvel did get not get enough freaking love, and it pisses me off. Did you? Oh, you finished the show, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I am so freaking excited for that one. Oh yeah. Freaking! I I'm excited to see Brie Larson and Amon Vellani together. That's gonna be amazing. No, that that's gonna be really fun. And I hope that this movie's better received than Captain Marvel was. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I feel after Captain Marvel, people hate Brie Larson even more. So that's bullshit. Her she, like she's amazing. She is, but she needs to work on her uh, stuff not going to her head, and also. Um, okay, was uh, it like? I don't think it was shit going to get into her head. Like, I don't know. Just I, I don't like her in the interviews that I've seen. That's that's fair, but I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's fair. She she kind of does have a big ego, I would say. Yeah. When it, but I think in some way it is. I think if she is understanding of her role, it's tough too because she does have a very big role in the the Marvel universe now. Like her and and uh, Bruce Banner are kind of like the go to. It's like her, Banner, and Wong are like the go to people for everything now. Which yeah, we saw in the She-Hulk trailer. Yeah, freaking Wong is just in everything now, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not complaining. But he, like, he brought in Captain Marvel when it came to Shang Chi's um, rings. Yeah, true. So it's like she's kind of like the leader of the Avengers now, or at least co-leader. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got a point there. Like, Tony's gone. We have a brand new Captain America that's just kind of figuring his shit out. We have, like, it's not a whole lot. Like, Clint's not, I wouldn't even say Clint's doing the shit with the Avengers anymore. Like, he's off doing No, because literally thing. in the, if you look at the bio for Hawkeye, it literally says former Avenger. <laughs> I wouldn't say former, but. <laughs> I I wouldn't either, but. But uh, yeah, so I'm 
I'm excited for for the Marvels just to kind of see more of what we're dealing with. I because I mean we're going to get Photon in this. I'm assuming as well as Ms. Marvel, so that's going to be sick. Yeah. That okay. Yeah, that is going to be pretty cool. Not gonna lie. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that one. Uh, after the Marvels, we have Loki season two. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about that other than it's filming right now. Yeah, that's really all that we know. Yeah, so that's going to be be interesting. I'm excited for that one. As much as I wasn't the biggest fan of Loki season one, I am excited to see Tom Hiddleston and uh, Owen Wilson back together. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Especially now that he like Owen Wilson's starting from scratch. Yeah. At least in ways of like knowing who Loki is. True. Um, after that, uh, we move into something. So I find it funny that this was introduced when uh, they announced Phase 4, but we're getting it in Phase 5. Uh, we're finally getting Blade uh, with Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Yep. I'm so freaking excited for that. I feel like this is going to be Kit Harrington's reveal as the Black Knight. Yeah, that 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 the that post credit scene is actually going to go somewhere. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, it's a year difference, like just a little over a year, so it's like, eh. Like whatever. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So not a whole lot of information on that other than a release date. They're shooting for November of 2023. Okay. Yeah, honestly, a lot of these uh, later titles, we don't really have a lot of info on. It's just like, oh, hey, you know, are we excited or not about it? Yeah, I feel like there's some shows that are missing. Like, what about what's where's Marvel Zombies falling into this? Yeah, or what if season two? Yeah. Like, because that was announced a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and freaking when they showed the uh, lineup of Phase 4, they were showing What If. Maybe they're just, like, not counting those. Which, uh, which I feel is rude, but whatever. Maybe because it's just not canon in the MCU? Well, it it is canon, though. Because it's like, mul- you could basically justify anything being canon. Like, you can you could justify Nowadays, the all... Yeah. Like, you could justify the Albros being part of the MCU. It's just, we haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's, what that I'm gonna start promo- that's what I'm promoting the show as. It's, like, unofficially MCU canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Like, you can't prove me wrong. <laughs> no, you can't. You really can't. Every every time you hear one of the um, a- any character listening to a podcast in a Marvel movie, it's us. Don't any, question anyone us. listening to anyone that has headphones in an MCU film from now on is canoni- canonically listening to the Albros podcast. <laughs> Even if they're dancing, they're not listening to music. They they just love our show that much. Yep. <laughs> I would I would dance to us too. Yeah. That'd be so freaking funny, dude. I'm going to start taking, like, pictures of people in MCU movies that have headphones on and be like, boom. (laughs) Like, all bros. I wonder what they're listening to. 
Yeah, official canon. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. After Blade, uh, we have Ironheart, which um, it has actually no, not has been said. It has actually been shown uh, that uh, Ironheart is going to get set up in uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yep. So that's gonna be. She's awesome. actually gonna suit up a little bit in that one too. Yeah, I've seen. Um, have you seen any of like the uh, promotional like stuff they've had for like shirts and it like sh- shows her costume? I haven't seen like an actual picture of her costume. I did see the pop figure though. Okay. I don't really know do a lot think? about Iron. I don't know a lot. I don't know jack shit about Ironheart. Okay, just like, imagine a. Feet like it's basically like how old is rest- she supposed it's to basi- be? What? How old is she supposed to be? Not not very old. Okay, so okay, all right, I can justify why the suit looks like that. <laughs> yeah, she's basically as smart as Iron Man, and that and like is a I'm assuming is a big fan of Iron Man because she calls herself Iron Heart, except and she builds her own Iron Man armor. Okay, that's pretty badass. Yeah, so it's kind of like early stages Iron Man armor, like okay. from what she's wearing in Wakanda Forever, or from what I've seen. So it's yeah. just like very like bare bones. So hopefully they they improve upon that with the show. So that's yeah, gonna be hopefully. an interesting show. Yes. Um, and then after Ironheart, uh, we got Agatha, Coven of Chaos. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Freaking, oh, my. Catherine Hahn, right? Yep. Yeah. That's going to be amazing to see her back in this role. Because she is by far, or she was by far one of the best parts of uh, WandaVision. So that's going to be awesome to see her back. That's going to be so much fun. Especially with all, like, the cool shit that she can do. And she's oh, an yeah. Anne. She wouldn't technically be corrupted by the Darkhold anymore. That's true, since Scarlet was destroyed. It. Yeah. So. I'm Unless it decided, oh no, that happened where... in a different multiverse. I'm wondering don't if. Don't pull this that is, shit, Like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but I'm wondering if this is where they're going to start to set up the Marvel Hell. And. I know this is going to sound freaking stupid with all the stuff that happened with WandaVision, but I'm wondering if this is going to set up Mephisto at all. Like I said, I hate being that guy because every freaking week everyone's just like, oh, it's Mephisto, it's Mephisto. Like, No, it's not. <laughs> so I wonder if this is going to set up the idea of Mephisto. Should I feel bad that there's like a guy at work that literally will always say, "Oh, did you hear about this theory? Did you hear about this theory? Or did you hear that so and so is going to be in this movie? Did you hear that so and so is going to be in that movie for everything Marvel?" And I'm just like, "No, because I don't pay attention to people. Oh, there's uh, speculation. There's a rumor. No, I just wait for the damn movie to come out and see who's in it." Yeah, I I trust nothing unless it comes out of like Kevin Feige's mouth. Yes, thank you. Unless they show it in the actual freaking trailer or in the movie, yeah, I don't believe jack shit. Mm-hmm. And that's it's just one of those things. Like I've I've seen so many freaking rumors about who's playing 
like spoiler alert, getting like a couple ahead, but who's playing Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four movies? I'm like, we all kind of ass- like I'm until it is said otherwise, I'm believing it's John Krasinski. <laughs> I am too, even though, like, a lot of people have said, or it's been, I don't want to say speculated because I hate saying that word. Um, but the only, they're saying is the only reason, or actually, wait, no, I'm sorry, Sam Raimi actually came out and said this, uh, that the only reason that, uh, he plays Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, is because Kevin Feige was just like, okay, you know what? Let's, let's give the fans a little treat. They've been hyping up John Krasinski, uh, as a fan casting for Mr. Fantastic. Let's give it to him. Yeah, so that's like, it makes me hesitant to believe that they're going to take a different route with Mr. Fantastic. I would I, I would love to continue. Cause... Like, I thought he had, like, did, had a, a great performance. Oh, yeah, he was great. I mean, from the little that he was in, but... Yeah, you know, before he, spoiler alert, got zoodled. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm not going to believe any of that shit until we actually, like, hear official... Like, anytime I see a Marvel rumor and they're just like, oh, this is basically confirmed, I go onto, like, the Marvel social media, and if it's not yeah. on there, I don't believe it. Freaking, um, I find it funny that so many people were speculating, oh, yeah, they're at this Comic-Con, they're totally going to announce who the Fantastic Four are, that, that it's it's going to happen. And uh, then, no, they're not. <laughs> no. And we'll get to what happened, and we'll get to what happened with the Fantastic Four, uh, in a little bit. Because, <laughs> I don't know, when I saw, like, what happened with Fantastic Four, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I kind of had a feeling they weren't going to do it. Sucks to be you guys. Um. So after uh, Agatha, we have the new Captain America film, Captain America 4, or uh, better known as Captain America, New World Well, hell, you've missed a show. I did? Yeah. Where? Daredevil? I haven't gotten to that. Well, I'm reading the order that they just read off. Yeah. It's Agatha comes out winter 2023, and then Daredevil comes out spring of 2024. Oh, this freaking lied to me. I'm sorry. They put Captain America, the, like, the listing that they have to where they just, instead of me looking at the picture, them just, like, reading off what comes in order. Yeah, they freaking lied. They Are said we on Captain two Am- separate? No, we're, no, we're, I swear we're looking at the right thing, or at the same thing. But, like, I'm not looking at the picture. I'm looking at literally what just they typed out oh. in what order it came out. So, they made a typo. And I apologize. Um, no, so, like, Caleb said. Like Caleb said, after Agatha, uh, we have Daredevil Born Again, um, which is going to be a Disney Plus series that is 18 freaking episodes. They better be longer than 20 freaking minutes. That is all I have to say about that. I'll bet you money or not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, no. I, I will freak, I will riot. I'll put streets. five bucks on this right now. Five bucks. It's on the table. I mean, we've got a while, but <laughs> just know that money is on the table. I'll take that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't think we have really. I mean, you know, it's nice. Charlie Cox is coming back. So. Yeah. And he's going to be in a new suit. Uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the She-Hulk trailer, which is the best. 
it's so much better than the first trailer. Like even the CGI is better. You get way more of a, a glimpse of the story. The banter between Banner and Walters is just amazing. Please go watch it. You will get. I I really think you guys will get excited for the show. After this, I'm done with trailers for She-Hulk. Oh, same here. Yeah. But yeah, so Daredevil: Born Again is going to be the shit. Hopefully. Um, Let's hope by then I can actually watch Daredevil. Or I actually yeah. finished Daredevil. <laughs> I got mean, two years. Isn't it on Disney Plus now? Yeah, it is. Dude, freaking knock it out. Um, Yeah, super excited for that. Daredevil is my second favorite hero underneath Hulk. Nice. I love it. So I, I'm, That's a good I'm really excited to see, see him in, in action again. All right, now it's Captain America. Okay, next up. Finally. I'm just kidding. Uh, Captain America, New World Order. I freaking love that name. That's the that's a dope name. <laughs> that is a badass <laughs> subtitle. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Freaking, oh, my God. Yeah, I cannot wait to see Sam Wilson put on the cap suit again. Hold that shield. Mm, so excited. I do hope that they... At least make a change to the suit. That don't get me wrong, the suit's great, but I feel that it doesn't like. It doesn't like. I feel like attached to his uh, his face properly, or like there's one area where like it's like open a little too much that it looks weird. I think that they just need to scrap that that half cowl idea and just go goggles. I agree. I think that would look so much better. And is is isn't that more comic accurate? No, like what they oh. did in uh, for Falcon and the Winter Soldier was as comic accurate as you can possibly get. So he does have like the like the the cowl that kind of goes oh, along the curvature of his face, and they kind of talk about it. They had to CG it because it would like open up underneath his chin a little bit anytime he would turn his head one way or the other. So it open See, up. Th- there you go. That gives you the reasoning. Oh, hey, you know. Here's your fan service you got in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but for Captain America 4, let's just have him do the goggles. Because you have to have the goggles. Yeah. That's signature Falcon. Yeah. I would do, like, just his normal Falcon goggles, but then just change the highlight. Like, make maybe make them a little thicker and change, like, the highlight colors to white. Call it a day. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I'm so excited. I, I There's so many, like possibilities for who the villain of this could be and yeah i i i I, that's one i'm really excited to hear more about as we get closer same here um and then rounding out phase four uh we have the uh thunderbolts did i say phase four i meant phase five damn it sorry (laughs) yeah the Thunderbolts is going to be the shit if they pull this off correctly. I'm honestly excited that I know almost nothing about a lot of these properties that I'm going to try. I don't know if some of these I'm going to try really hard not to watch the trailer or at least not watch like any more advertisements than the first trailer and just go in like just completely blind. Just see what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm I'm actually familiar with who the Thunderbolts are. 
and like their backstory in comics. Okay. So I'm I'm really interested interested to see how they pull this off. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of setup come She-Hulk time. Thunderbolt doesn't it have Red Hulk Thunderbolts. The Thunder Red Hulk is a part of the Thunderbolts. Yes. Ooh, and what yeah. what intrigues me is the final episode. Like they released the 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 title episodes of the episodes for She-Hulk. Someone like released them all. What's Someone like attached to the show and the last episode is called Red. Oh shit. Yeah. So Ooh. unfortunately, I do have a a sinking feeling that Abomination is going to eat it. Aww. But Red Hulk is going to take his place. <laughs> All right, I can I can accept that. Who who um takes the form of Red Hulk? That is another <laughs> conundrum because oh. it's Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, so and I, unfortunately, I feel like they're going to recast him. <laughs> as much as it sucks, it's just I think that's just a a harsh reality. They they, because it's like why else would you call them the Thunderbolts? True. When you don't have Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, that's yeah. You got a point there. So it's. Ugh. Now, who they get to play? Honestly, dude, I hope they go back to uh, Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah, that would, dude, that would make my life. If that would be pretty cool, I'm not gonna lie. Don't you? What? Oh my god, I feel awful. Who play? Who unfortunately passed away? But. Played him. Do you remember his name? Oh, now you're making me feel like an asshole, dude. Same here. I've, I'm, I forgot his both, name too. We both we both are assholes. Okay, I have to. Um... But yeah, so the Thunderbolts is a group of a- kind of antiheroes that even like there's kind of been a couple versions where they play. The Avengers. Okay. And then, so I'm wondering if they're going to kind of mix Thunderbolts with like the Dark Avengers. Because it's like, are they going to be like disguised as your favorite heroes or are they going to be like completely different? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And wait, is, is Thunderbolts a show or is it a movie? Um, that's a great question. It, it doesn't say. Okay, one sec. Feel, oh, I know, considering that all of the shows say, uh, oh, it's coming, um, like, during a certain season or the year, but all the movies say the specific date, I think it's a movie. And considering it's closing out Phase 5, I'd be very shocked if it was a show. They always close it out with a movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just looked it up and yeah, he's a, it's a show or movie. 
Okay. Oh, uh, William Hurt. That was his name. May he rest okay. in peace. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess we could have taken the indicator too. All the shows have di- the Disney Plus logo underneath them. Oh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, wait, no, Echo doesn't, but Kevin Feige's hiding it. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's going to be... I'm I'm Okay, shows with the shows I'm most excited for Daredevil. With movies, it is a tie between Captain America New World Order and Thunderbolts. Love it. Um with with Captain America New World Order, I have a feeling that's going to tie in really heavily to Thunderbolts. I feel that would make a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah, I think shit's going to happen to Sam in this where him where he I'm I'm assuming he's not going to be trusted as Captain America by the end Bullshit. of this. Yeah, I have a feeling like something's going to happen. He's not going to be trusted as as Captain America or be like a leader of the team and then suddenly in come the Thunderbolts, it's the government's Avengers. And it's going to include people like Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross and uh, U.S. Agent and Yelena as the Black Widow and, like, all of those other, like, characters that they gather. Yeah. Because there's some where I... I don't know if they would include a bomb... Like, this is kind of making me wonder, like, if if or why they would include Abomination, because with Abomination you already got Red Hulk. So it's like, eh. That's why I'm thinking Abomination's going to kick the bucket. But I'm also thinking, like, the 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 masses are not going to view Abomination as a hero because he's locked up. And so they yeah. know that he's a criminal of some sort. So if the Thunderbolts are supposed to be heroes, I think they're going to lean more towards the people that are still like outwardly heroes in the public eye. With, I mean, with Yelena, she's just kind of an undercover person. So it's kind of like the Black Widow situation. Like, they don't really know anything about her. So it's like, okay, like, guess she's a good guy. Like, if she were to come into the public eye. Yeah. U.S. agent. They're like, hey, this dude was Captain America until Sam Wilson took took the the role. He's kind of like Sam Wilson's kind of like the the rebel cap. Like he kind of yeah. like he he had the the shield, gave it over to the government. The government chose the Captain America, and then Sam Wilson came and took it back, and then took the role. At least that's Can you like blame him. No, like <laughs> uh, like from our perspective, we don't. But think about it from like an MCU civilian perspective. True. Yeah. True. Good point. And then I'm trying to think of some like some other ones. So like Thunderbolt Ross, it's just like, ooh, the great general that hunted down the Hulk is suddenly a Hulk himself. Yeah. And then I don't know who else they could tie in that isn't outwardly a villain. <laughs> Yeah, at least to the public eye, not because like some people are thinking like maybe Zemo 
And I'm like, nah, Zemo, like, fought the Avengers. (laughs) True. Like, that was just, I'm pretty sure that's public knowledge. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, so it's hard for me to believe that Zemo would, would join in. And honestly, yeah. if they were just to keep it to those three or four, like Thunderbolt, Yelena, U.S. Agent, I feel like I'm missing one, and whoever else, whatever, like that. I think that'd be a pretty decent movie, like doing a trio oh, yeah, or just like a, a team of four. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. But yeah, so th- those are the two that I'm most excited for. Like, I think those are going to be a freaking, like, badass duo of movies. I Yeah, I, I can oh, I can absolutely agree with that. Even though I know little jack shit about Thunderbolts, I'm still very excited for that one. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was, that's Phase 5. And then we don't know a whole lot about what's happening with, with Phase 6, but we do got but three. But it was announced. So, in Phase... Six, we will first be getting Fantastic Four. So sorry, fans or sorry, bros, you gotta wait till Phase Six to get your fix, which sucks. But I I, I, ho- I hope they tease them throughout. I hope phase so five. too. I wonder um, how. I mean, I don't know how far they were into writing the script or like what production was on Fantastic Four, but I wonder. Um, if John Watts dropping out as director set them back a little, at least a little bit. I bet it did. Yeah. And it's sad that he's not going to direct it. Um, but I am very interested to see who they, who they get to take the mantle on. Um, but so besides Fantastic Four, already got the two Avengers movies announced for, uh, phase six. So crazy that we went a phase without an Avengers movie. That's just insane. Or t- sorry, two. We went two phases without an Avengers movie. That's insane. Um, but so we will not only be getting Avengers: The King Dynasty, but also Avengers: Secret Wars. Those are some big ass storylines, dude. I'm really hoping that the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars tie in together in some way, shape, or form. Because I don't want it to be like the Kang Dynasty and then it's suddenly they're dealing with scrolls. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that would be kind of weird. <laughs> like, I hope that they defeat some version of Kang and then it's like, oh, you didn't defeat the ultimate version of Kang. <laughs> Even though that might be dumb, but I, I, I don't know. I'm hoping that they tie in in some way to each other. Because having two Avengers movies that are completely unrelated, that's, mm, that's no bueno. That's true. I mean, when Phase 3 was announced, wasn't it that the two Avengers movies were titled Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2? Yep. Okay. So Avengers Endgame was never on the table? At least Endgame- at that point? No. Okay. Like, we knew that it was going to be two two different parts. Okay. That's all we knew. Hmm. So, yeah. So, I'm... But May to November, with... If we're going based off of this, 
we're getting so it so something's going to come out in uh, in fall of 2024 then it's going to be fantastic four and then something else like they just it's just they haven't announced the stuff yet so they're the slots that they can fill in so it it looks like they have something two things coming out in fall of 2024 in between those two things is going to be the fantastic four then there's going to be something coming out winter of 2024 and yeah winter of 2024 and then within in the new year of 2025 two things in spring then king dynasty in in may two things after avengers in the summer so i'm i'm assuming probably july and august one of those two things being a show or a movie like one maybe one show one movie and then wrapping up the end of the year of 2025 with secret wars yeah damn holy shit <laughs> yeah so it's just having it like it just it'd be like may new show new movie new avengers and i'm like yeah that's that's close yeah very much so but i'm excited either way (laughs) so absolutely and i'm just i'm just concerned no that that's fair as am i as am i um yeah i mean do you have anything else you want to say on comic-con not really um there was a couple, like just real quick, a couple animated shows that were announced and looked at. X Men '97 was had some sneak peeks, or just like That's kind exciting. of looks at the character designs, which it looks like the original X Men show. I mean, at least they're you know keeping true. Yeah, and they're keeping the original cast too. The original cast's all coming back. Oh, that's even better! Hell yeah! Yeah. Uh, so we got busy. that. We got Spider-Man, Spider-Man freshman year coming out. Uh, then we got a trailer for I Am Groot, which is just going to be as like five shorts yeah. for Groot, which look super funny. And then I, this article says that it's everything that was announced, but they didn't talk about the Marvel zombies coming out. And that's something that I'm really excited for. Because they announced that Marvel Zombies is going to be TVMA. I mean, I feel like you have to with a zombie show. Right? So, super pumped for that. I'm like ridiculously pumped for that. (laughs) Because I want to see just how graphic Marvel's willing to get. Hell yeah. Dude. Yeah, I'm excited. Like it, I I hope that they don't get. I, I really hope that they don't get the the their leash pulled back with like how graphic they can go. Because with TVMA, I mean, are you shitting me, dude? Yeah, you really don't have to hold anything back. You don't. You like. I want to see what's allowed with TVMA. I'm pretty sure it's the. As long as you're not pulling a freaking like saw level, because some saws have almost uh, received an X rating. 
I'm going to see what, like, TV MA shows there are. Holy shit. This is... This can be on the same level as Rick and Morty, The Walking Dead, The Boys, Euphoria, which The Boys... the. The Boys is what blows me out of the freaking water. Dude, yes, I haven't even seen The Boys, and I know that show is gory as fuck. Yeah. Dude, they straight up had a shrinking superhero crawl into some dude's dick and showed it all. Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, it was... Yeah, well... <laughs> it was life-changing, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, th- so Marvel, you better freaking come to play. <laughs> like, if you don't even get close to shit that I can see on Rick and Morty, I will be really disappointed. You don't have to go as ex- as um, explicit as the boys, but if you can get damn near close, we'll be very happy. Yeah, like, I want to see some shit. Yep. Like, earn that TVMA rating. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, man. So, I, yeah. Other than that, nothing nothing else comes to mind. I mean, like we said, the the She-Hulk trailer was really good. Uh, We didn't really talk about Wakanda Forever's trailer. Which it was That's just true. more of a teaser, just kind of sharing the the vibe the movie's going to yeah. have. Yeah, oh my god, the music was incredible. I was almost in tears. Yeah, so it showed off a lot of Namor, the Submariner, who is going to be more of like an Aztec Mayan character instead of a Spock-looking dude. <laughs> I love that. So I'm I'm really excited to see what they do with Atlantis and how they differentiate that from DC's Atlantis. That's but interesting. dude, Namor looks awesome. He does. Looks I love the look that they that they went with him. And I really want to know what they're doing with with the with Black Panther. Same here. We kind of get a sneak peek. Of, like, the back of the new Black Panther. Like, where I'm assuming it's the new Black Panther. And it kind of does have some feminine features about it. So, I'm assuming a, a female is going to take over the role of Black Panther. And everyone's assuming it's... Oh, shit. Got bug. You good? Yeah, there's oh. a bug. <laughs> Um, I think everyone's assuming that it's going to be Shuri. And I'm going to put my money down that it's not. My my bet is it's either... Most of my money's going down on it being Nakia. Um, but I do think it'd be really bitchin' if they went with Akoya. Oh, yeah. I Honestly, you know what? I'm putting all my money on Akoya. <laughs> that would be the shit, wouldn't it? It would. Oh, my God. That would be so badass. That would be awesome. So, 
Yeah, because it's like it. Like, think about it. How do you obtain the the title of Black Panther or hold the title of Black Panther? You have to fight for it. Like that is the tradition of the Wakandans. You have to fight for the title of Black Panther, protector of Wakanda. So you have to think it's someone that's a super badass fighter. I don't think Mbaku is going to go for it because he's I think he has like a lot of respect for T'Challa's family. Yeah. I would love to see him as black as the Black Panther. I think he'd oh, yeah, make badass. a really good Black Panther, but I don't think that that's the route that they're going to take. And so I don't I I don't see Shuri being the type of person to to take on that role. Like she, I think she likes being kind of the only fighting when she needs to. Yeah, that's a good point. And so I think with Nakia being a spy and wanting to do all this protecting for like the African people and maybe make, I think she's going to get like, have that sense of like of call to action. And then she's going to obtain black Panthers abilities. Oh yeah. I would love to see that, but my mind's still on Akoya. Story wise, story wise, that's the route I would take. Like, I don't know what Ryan Cooler is planning on doing, but that's the route I would take in a heartbeat. I think there's just so many like deep dives that you can go that way with knowing who Nikia is at like her heart. She is a defender. She's freaking amazing or she does stealth work and she wants to make a difference in the world. Like how else do you make a difference in the world than becoming the freaking black Panther? That's true. That's very true. So I'm, Really freaking excited for that movie. Same here. Sucks I'm gonna I'm gonna need more before I'm like completely sold. But fair, yeah, really excited. Can't wait to see what else we get from the trailers. All anyway. right, well, that is going to wrap up through the wall. I, I yeah, only an hour in. <laughs> hey, that's okay. It's all good. Um, so, uh, let's say we move into our headliner. Say let's do it. All right, so, this week's... Headliner, we'll be breaking down the Edgar Wright film, Last Night in Soho. Uh, Caleb, would you like to let everyone know how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to. If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. Uh, we All of those numbers get 
add it up and spit out a percentage that gives us a letter grade to compare this movie to other movies. And so, if you have not seen Last Night in Soho, please go check it out. You can watch it on HBO Max right now. Uh, you will not be disappointed in the slightest. No, you will not. Yeah, minor spoil- spoiler alert for this episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so if you have not seen it, Rose is about to spoil the entire movie for you. So, if you listen past this point, and it is spoiled for you, it is your own damn fault. What he said. Alright, so. Eloise Ellie Turner loves the music and fashion of the swinging 60s and dreams of becoming a fashion designer. Her mother, also a fashion designer, killed herself in her childhood, so Ellie was raised by her maternal grandmother. She occasionally sees her mother's ghost in mirrors. Uh, Ellie moves from her rural home near... Red Roof Cornwall to London to study at the London College of Fashion, where she has trouble fitting in with her peers. Only John, another student, is sympathetic to her. Unhappy in the residence, she moves into a bed. It's a very interesting word. Bedsit, bedsit owned by the elderly Mrs. Collins. That night, Ellie has a vivid dream where she is transported back to the 19 to the 1960s at the Cafe de Paris. She observes a confident young blonde woman, Sandy, inquire about becoming a singer at the club. Sandy begins a relationship with the charming Teddy Boy manager Jack. The next morning, Ellie designs a dress inspired by Sandy and discovers a love bite on her neck. Ellie has another dream in which Sandy successfully auditions at a Soho nightclub arranged by Jack before returning to the same bedsit that Ellie has rented. Inspired by these visions, Ellie dyes her hair blonde, changes her fashion style to match Sandy's, uses her as an inspiration for her dress designs, and gets a job at a pub. She is observed by a silver-haired man who recognizes her similarities to Sandy. In further dreams, Ellie discovers Sandy is not living the life that she had hoped for, now being pimped out by Jack for for his, to his male business associates. In her waking life, Ellie is disturbed by increasingly menacing apparitions that, re- that resemble Jack and the men who exploited and used Sandy. After she has a vision of Jack murdering Sandy, she decides to track down the silver-haired man who she believes is Jack. She goes to the police, but is not taken seriously, so she tries to find newspaper reports about Sandy's murder. Instead, she finds stories of local men who vanished without a trace. Believing she must avenge Sandy, Ellie confronts the silver-haired man. He denies killing Sandy and leaves the pub, but is struck by a taxi and killed. The pub landlady reveals that the man is Lindsay, not Jack, and Ellie recalls encountering him in her dreams where he was undercover he was an undercover vice officer who tried encouraging Sandy to escape her life of prostitution. Ellie informs Miss Collins that she is leaving London. Miss Collins then reveals that she is actually Sandy. Ellie's vision of Sandy's death was in fact a vision of Sandy killing Jack when he threatened her with a knife. Sandy then lured the men she was pimped to back to her room and killed them, hiding their bodies in the house's floorboards and walls. Does this scream John Wayne Gacy to anybody else? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Man, I knew that shit was coming. So, yeah. Dude, I actually had that thought when watching it, when I'm like, oh, the dead people are like underneath the floorboards and then the wall. 
I'm like Rose is going to bring up John Wayne Gacy. Just <laughs> you know me so well. That I do. All right. Miss Collins has also drugged Ellie's tea and intends to kill her to ensure her silence. In the ensuing scuffle, a cigarette ignites a fire. John comes to Ellie's aid, but Miss Collins stabs him. Ellie flees upstairs to her, to her room, where the spirits of Sandy's victims beg Ellie to kill Miss Collins, but she refuses. Miss Collins enters Ellie's room, where she too sees the spirits and is slapped by the ghost of Jack. With the police outside, she attempts to cut her own throat, but is stopped by Ellie, who tells her she understands why she killed the men and begs her to live. Miss Collins, as Sandy, tells Ellie to save herself and John and stays in the house as it burns. Sometime later, Ellie enjoys success as her dresses are, sh- are showcased at her end-of-the-year fashion show. She's congratulated backstage by her grandmother and John, now her boyfriend. Ellie sees her mother's spirit in a mirror and then a vision of Sandy who waves at her and blows her a kiss. Dude, this was such a treat of a movie. It This was such a surprise. And oh my god, I loved every minute of it. They did a amazing job at keeping you engaged throughout the entirety of this film. Like it, like no freaking joke. And this is just Edgar Wright, and you know, like the shit Edgar Wright's done before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He did Shaun. Of, yeah, he did. Well, freaking, he's directed one of my favorite trilogies ever: Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Yeah. He, did you know he also did um, Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. I mean, he was gonna do Ant Man, but unfortunately, you know, conflicts of a uh, oh, dude. Ant- Ant-Man would have been the shit if yeah. Edgar Wright Nothing against it. Peyton Reed. No, absolutely nothing against him. It's just... But I would have loved to see... You're not Ant-Man. Edgar Wright. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. Dude, this was so freaking good. And... Like, the story... Like, it made sense. Like, it wasn't some, like, long overdrawn, like murder mist- mystery like it was it was just we were taking a ride along with ellie like as like we were along with her we were figuring out just as much as she was figuring out like and it was so nice like it just felt like like whenever she was taken off guard i felt i was taken off guard oh yeah same here and it, it was it was so good, dude. Like when she went to re- expose the old man and like thinking that he was Jack, and I was just like, it, like started recording him and everything, and started getting him to talk about it. I'm like, oh, this old man's gonna freaking spill it. <laughs> <laughs> like and like what I thought was that he was going to basically admit to everything and then have like his younger. Uh, like bodyguards come and like attack her or something. But the way, oh my gosh! Like when he goes outside and I'm just like, don't follow him. Like, I, like I think you got what you needed, and then he gets hit by the car, and I'm like, like oh my gosh, he was he was like the the owner of the bar just or the pub saying like he was a cop. I was like, yo, what? <laughs> Like, even Ellie, like, 
me like it felt like me and Ellie were reacting the exact same way. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> felt like Channing Tatum in a uh, Twenty Two Jump Street. Remember that? Scene, a little right? bit. A l- yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit. It, like <laughs> it was. It was so cool. It felt like, and I think he. Edgar Wright just does a great job with writing his characters. They they feel like people you know. Like Ellie started feeling like someone that I knew and like grew this relationship with. Because she he sets her up so good. Like, sets her up as someone that's kind of, like, fun-loving, carefree. Kind of has this weird thing about her with seeing ghosts and shit. But, like, yeah, other than that, like, nothing too out of the out of the left field. And then it's like, hey, she's getting picked on by these, like, high school fashion bitches. <laughs> and, like, you start, like, you feel for her. And then Absolutely. it starts getting into the crazy stuff. And you're like, hey, like, I know you. Like, we have this, like, this relationship, sort of, and now we're getting into the weird shit together. Yeah. I will also give him credit that I loved that he wrote John, like, as an actual, and this is more so writing, but I just want to bring this up in the story, that uh, John was actually just a genuine guy that, like, really cared about Ellie. Literally, he never tried to, like, make... uh, his character out to be like a bad guy he never like changed his character like towards the end and turned out him to be a complete dick no he was a genuinely nice guy through and through and i just loved that yeah that was great like it still had that like feminism energy about it without it being like too all men should die <laughs> yeah no no that's a good point like I feel like some other movies that we've we've scored, um, Charlie's Angels, uh, have... Ghostbusters answer the call. <laughs> yeah, they feel a little bit too like anti men, and this was just this felt like anti shitty men. Yes, which is what you want. Yeah, exactly what you want. And I wish we had someone uh, like a a female perspective about this movie like to to see if we're like Brielle would get on one of these I know dude I've been trying to talk her into it for so long she just won't literally ever since we started yeah like (laughs) ever since we started and it's just getting harder and harder to get her to join damn yeah but anyway I I really appreciated this story and it was interesting intriguing it had a plot twist that like like it made sense i you know what now like reading the bio i kind of feel stupid for not noticing in the um when she's scrolling through all those old newspapers that i didn't notice the oh you know this certain amount of man or this certain man goes missing without a trace i don't know how i didn't notice oh yeah that you know that leads to it being mrs collins well does it though well, I mean, it just okay, maybe like play. after seeing the movie now, I'm like, oh, I should have gotten that. But at the same time, it's like, well, no, when you're watching the movie for the first time, like, the, really. okay, like, 
from a normal movie watcher's perspective, like when when did you okay when did you like catch it? When did you catch the reveal that she was the killer? Yes, when she said that she was the killer. Like you didn't catch it when they showed her name or anything. When they showed her name. Yeah, like you know how in the in the flashbacks, um, Sandy would say, "Oh, my name's Alex. My name's Alexandra," and just. Like, because, like, Sandy was part of her, like, part of her nickname, her aliases. And so, that's kind of, like, when it showed her male, and it showed, like, Alexandra, uh, I forgot her last name, but, yeah, like, it showed her male, and then it, like, that was supposed to be, like, the, oh, shit. (laughs) I don't know if I did, honestly. My question is, how tired was I when I was watching this movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so I, I like. I think that was the moment that they it was supposed to be like, oh no, like that was the reveal. I caught on to it after the old man got hit by the car and died. That, that you know what? Yeah, that, that's and it was just because sense. it like subverted my expectations or like my idea of where this movie was going in such a, like a drastic fashion that I started like, Oh shit. Like questioning, like, okay, so he's dead. It wasn't, he's not Jack. We haven't seen Jack yet. Like who the hell, like, 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 are we going to like suddenly go find Jack? And I felt that like, Oh, maybe that, like, that'd be a little bit weird. Like, Oh shit. Maybe it's the, the landlady like so that's it's kind of like a weird roundabout way of like getting there because i'm like at this point they're not going to introduce jack (laughs) like old man jack speaking of jack this is going off tangent but please tell me on tiktok you have seen like the titanic fan like 97 and like what he does in his videos like buying the ridiculous amounts of Titanic movies. Yes. <laughs> every every time someone says Jack now, that's like where my mind completely goes. I'm like, son of a bitch. Luke <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack, more copies of Titanic. <laughs> Dude, that was a pretty good impression. Oh well, thank you. Forget how many does he have? Like friggin' two hundred twenty-seven copies now. Oh, you haven't Ooh. seen his most recent one? He's almost <laughs> no. at 300. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who needs that many copies of Titanic on VHS? Apparently someone that wants to get famous on TikTok. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know what would be just to close out, if like he wanted to end it, it would be amazing if he actually got to meet Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, that would be pretty dope. That would be the perfect way to end it. Like, have I, him, like... I know this would never happen. Or getting like a restraining order from the two of them. <laughs> Freaking imagine uh, him asking Leonardo DiCaprio to sign every single copy. I'd be like, uh, no. I'll take about, one big no. Sharpie and sign over all of them. <laughs> there you go. It's like, here, I'll do you one better. How about you take a picture of your whole display and then I'll sign that picture? There you go. <laughs> Oh man! But anyway, getting back. Yeah. So <laughs> last night, I, so. I had a feeling that they weren't going to introduce old man Jack. 
like we thought we were we were around old man jack already we th- knew that he was being super shady and everything and then once he died i was like okay they're not going to introduce him at this point like we're nearing we're nearing the end of this yeah and so that's where i started thinking i'm like okay who else is being super sus the only other person i could think of was the old lady that yeah that's that's a good point and i'm like oh shit like that's like because we hadn't seen anyone else in her visions it's it's always just been jack and sandy so i'm like sandy's alive (laughs) yeah like so, I said, I don't know how tired I was because no, I I get it. Pick up on that. Yeah, it's just it's just I feel like I'm I'm pretty decent at picking shit like that up. You are. I you, I try to follow really along with it. the story that they're giving me, and then it's like once they do some sort of twist, that's when my mind goes like a million miles an hour <laughs> and figures it out. I love it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, can we talk about, even though this movie's freaking two hours, it freaking flies by. Dude, absolutely. Like, for how freaking good it is. Mm Mm-hmm. It flies by so quick. It's in in the best way, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it it still gives you, like, a really, like, chunky story to, like, swallow and take down. But it never feels super long. No, like it's no. just it's just that sweet spot of yep. movies, Love and like I, aligned with like the the amazing pacing that it had and everything. I'm really freaking high with story, dude. Same here. Are you in the high nineties? I'm or in like, like the mid nineties. Okay, like I think I'm in like ninety four range. You know what? I can match you there. Yeah. Yeah. What about writing? So moving on to that. I might score that a point higher, actually. Really? Yeah. I was going to go the opposite direction. Really? I thought the writing was actually a little more solid than the story. The only thing about the writing that I didn't care for was when Ellie was talking to, like, Jocasta and her grandmother. I felt like it just felt super weird and... Man, maybe that's more of an acting issue, but it's just, I I don't care for, like, over-the-top bullies. And I think Jocasta yeah. kind of crossed that line of over-the-top. She did. She's such a bitch. <laughs> that, that's the best way to describe her. She's a bitch. Yeah. Like, you are, you are not wrong. It's just, yeah, I... The rest of the dialogue, though, was was really good a lot of like sandy's like what we saw of hers was really good jack's oh, yeah, was every... was freaking solid like jack was scary oh, yeah dude all of the writing in the the 60s was beautiful mm-hmm so freaking good oh God, man i would um, love to i would just love to be able to spend at least one day in the 60s it'd be so cool yeah, I mean, not in this type of situation, not, <laughs> not in the sex worker kind of way, <laughs> but maybe you know, like uh, ha- hairspray. Can, well, okay, wait, well, you no, know, actually, maybe not hairspray because you know segregation, and I don't like that shit. <laughs> Damn, when? Okay, you know what? I don't know when I'd want to live in the '60s. 
it's like maybe I just want to go to a sixties party. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh man. But it it was I don't know, it it was good. The like the dialogue seemed like was pretty solid throughout. And I don't know, I think they just killed it with the story and for whatever reason it's just the the dialogue for me i didn't really have any issues like story wise because on paper the story is just perfection but it's just when you kind of get into the nitty-gritty details of the dialogue is where it starts to drop for me yeah you know you got a point you bringing up the especially the grandmother and god damn it (laughs) i'm not down a lot i'm still in the 90s I am too. Oh yeah, definitely. But I'm definitely not a 95 anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm more in like the 91 the range. I'm gonna go a point higher than you. I'm gonna go a 92. Okay. All right, moving on over to acting. Our main cast. They freaking put the cast in a weird order. I'm just gonna do oh, it. Don't you off love of that front? All right, so. We have Thomason McKenzie, who played Eloise, or Ellie. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who played Sandy. And then we have Matt Wait, Smith. Wait, really quickly. Sorry, just one. Isn't uh, the lady that played Sandy, isn't she playing the voice of Princess Peach in the Mario movie? Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy? Yeah. Yes, she is voicing Princess Peach. Okay, you know what? I'm yeah, I'm sold on that. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> I am. I don't know why. I love her voice, and so I'm just like very interested to see what she'll do with Peach. So yeah, I'm. I don't. I hadn't seen a lot of stuff with her in it. Uh, with her in. Oh my god. Lot, well, she hasn't been it. in a lot of shit either. Okay. Well, I mean, this movie kind of proved that. Uh, I'm. I'm interested to see what she can do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Anya pl- T- Anya Taylor Joy played Sandy. We have Matt Smith who played Jack. Uh, Diana Rigg who played Miss Collins. Then her f- her uh, boyfriend's name was John, right? Yeah. Okay, he doesn't have a picture. Uh, oh. Then John was played by Michael. A Jow. A Jow. So, gosh, the top three is, this is like a tough top three in like a good way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What are you thinking? So, number three, I would give to Anna Taylor-Joy. I thought she was great as Sandy. Fantastic performance. And like I said, this was literally the first movie, as far as I know, that I've seen her in. Um, and she she definitely sold me on this role. Uh, number two, I would actually give to Thomason McKenzie, and it's really close between her and number one because she was so good. Her freaking in that scene towards the end where literally she think uh, as she is like seeing Sandy getting stabbed to death, and she's like freaking out in her room, and John's Holy trying to help her. Shit, dude! The emotion she had on her me face, terrified, right? And that's just. So such amazing acting from her and just oh my god i loved her performance so much incredible i hope to see her in so much more after this movie agreed um, dude watching that scene 
when she's watching Sandy get stabbed, I I could feel my heart racing. Same here. Which doesn't freaking happen with Dude, I was getting freaking goosebumps. I know. Me too. <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome. I loved it. I was like, this is nuts, dude. Like, I could... It it almost got to the point where I, I didn't pause it, but I felt like if 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 I don't calm down, I need to pause this. <laughs> I'm going to have a panic attack. Yeah, I could, like, feel... Like, you ever, like, get that feeling where you could feel your heart throughout your entire body? Yep. It's like... Like, that's a situation I was having. Like, I'm having a heart attack right now or something. Like, this is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. But, um, yeah, so. <laughs> shit. Uh, and then number one, I have to give to Matt Smith. Because, oh my god, he was freaking terrifying in this movie. And I loved every minute of it. He was amazing. Like I said, it's so close between him and uh, Thomason. Yeah. Uh, dude, I absolutely agree with your top three. Yeah. I, like, the only ones, like, where... The only one that I'm like, I could flip-flop at any given point is Thomason and Matt Smith. Like yeah. I, if you were to if you were to switch either one of those, I would not disagree. So good. So she, good. And with Thomas and McKenzie, the it's just her terror was contagious, and she has such expressive eyes, and the fact that she was doing like a costume where she. She had, like, black completely around her eyes. So it was like nothing was there to distract from her, the just the sheer terror in her face. Yeah. And it was just haunting. Like, I was... Like I said, I... Goosebumps throughout the entire thing. And I felt like I was having a freaking heart attack. It was... Nuts. Like it, so oh my gosh, <laughs> and she managed like she like throughout the entire movie, she sold her fear and her panic so well, like oh, yeah, not not even taking into account the stabbing scene, which is just masterclass. Yeah, taking into like everything else that she was able to do and pull off was incredible like when when she was getting basically chased by these faceless figures that were holy shit terrifying oh my god seriously yeah we, we gotta talk about the, that in effects yeah Ooh. um but yeah when she was getting chased around by those like the just the sheer terror that she was able to portray like I said, was contagious. Like, I was getting nervous. I'm like, these aren't even that scary of, like, creatures. Like, I mean, they were scary and, like, really scary design, but, I mean, I, f I feel like I've seen scarier. <laughs> and it's just... Yeah, that's fair. Got my heart racing. I'm like... Like, I was nervous. I'm like, ah, they're gonna get you. 
So yeah, she she pulled it off so well. But Matt Smith, dude, he went from charming and just flipped that switch so hard and fast. Every time he was so on screen, he was he was so scary. Yeah, and gosh, he plays such a good antagonist. Yeah, I mean, if you really have to try to find a positive of Morbius, at least you can tell that he's having fun with um, playing a villain. Yeah, and he plays an amazing villain. So, yeah, I'm I'm giving him top spot just because he was just more consistently, like, had me feeling like everything that I was supposed to be feeling with him, like... Oh, like that dude's smooth as shit, and and then just completely switching the switching over to terrifying and just horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then Anya Taylor Joy. I mean, she. There's no discounting her performance here either. I know that I'm. I'm we're just kind of like swooning over Thomason and Matt, but Anya Taylor-Joy did an amazing job. Like, oh man, she, she's an amazing actress, and she really is. I think given good things to work with, she's incredible. And given something that's kind of subpar and like not really great, like New Mutants, she can be one of the better parts. You forgot she, she was in well, New Mutants? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, but we don't talk about that movie, right? We don't talk about that movie. Um, yeah, so, I mean, she was able to amplify her performance in New Mutants to a point where it was bearable to watch her. Yeah. And I haven't seen Queen's Gambit. I hear that's really good. Um, but yeah, she's just an incredible actress. Um, is she Was she in Is she the girl from Split? I think she is. I'm going to look that up real quick. She had black hair though in that movie, yep. didn't she? She's in Split. Awesome. Split and glass, yeah. She played uh, Casey, yeah. Dude, again, that another performance of hers that was just absolutely incredible. Like she yeah. is an amazing actress, and Thomason too. I I can't wait to see more shit of hers. Seriously, oh my god! All right, where are you sitting with acting? Honestly, it's it's my highest score so far. I'm going on ninety five. Really? Yeah. Me, the acting was that good. I even like the extras. I did too. Not counting Jocasta, I mean, I felt like she was super bitchy, but that was the point. So yeah, that was. Her I character. can't dock her for that. <laughs> yeah. Actress played her character very well. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little lower than you. Just. I'm going to go to a 94. All right, fair enough. Yeah, which will average us out to a 94.5. All right, next up we got character development. 
which this one's kind of tough to do. Like, is this movie considered horror? Yeah. I don't... It is? Yep, it's considered a drama horror mystery. So, so with should we do that, logic? Yeah, I think we need okay. to do logic with this one. Okay. They did really freaking well at... They did. I mean, you have to, like, think about the world that they set up. Um, Ellie is able to see spirits. Um, the, and she sees these, these spirits and is able to live life through their perspective. And, yeah, and she can be hunted down by them. Like, some of the ghosts, like, can see her. Like, she sees her mother at the beginning. And I think they follow that rule really, really well. The only rule that I think that they kind of skimped out on was touch. Because when she was in that first vision and she had the hickey on her neck, it's like, okay, so she was able to get a hickey from this experience, but then it's like, it's tough when you get to the point of Sandy getting killed because you're like, okay, she should be experiencing this part of it too. That's like, a very good point. So it's, it's tough there for me to be like, okay, they followed it perfectly. If they would have cut the that part out, I, pr- I would have said flawless. Yeah. Um, but it just brought up interesting questions. Um, another interesting question that it brings up: Why was, uh, shit? Why was Miss Collins able to see the spirits? That's a good point too. Shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think that's something that they they maybe needed to address like i think it would have been interesting for sandy to have a similar like issue about her where she's able to see spirits like and i I think they could have addressed that in a flashback where maybe she's just even if it was just like ignoring her or what they could have done is just like show her kind of staring off into a mirror or like a mirror in the background of some scenes showing random like spirits. That's true. So if they would have shown that, then it kind of would have led us to believe like, Oh, she can see them too. But we didn't get any of that. She just broke in and saw the spirits and it's like, eh. like what happened there? <laughs> yeah. No, no, you got a point there. And I was I was trying to like think of like a good way to justify why, like oh maybe she just had never been in that room, but then I was thinking like no she walked through the room, earlier in the movie with no problem. So it's yeah. not that she's avoiding that room. It's like it's, I don't know. It's just that's the, that's the only thing that I'm I have a hard time with justifying. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. 
other than that, they maintained their the realism of their world really well. Yeah, no, I, I so can, I, I mean it's hard to dock for anything. This might be my lowest. <laughs> yeah, same here. Are you still in the nineties or are you in the eighties? I think I I cracked into the eighties. Yeah. Not by a lot. I think I'm in like the eighty eight range. You know what? I'll match you there. Yeah? Yeah. Alright, next up we got effects. So the big effect here was all of the stuff that they were able to do in the vision sequence where it was switching off between Ellie and Sandy, oh which my blew God. my mind. Dude, freaking, and this is like my favorite shot of the movie, is when uh, she pulls up the sheet over the first night and it just keeps pulling out to a wide shot. Oh my gosh, dude. I that was so love, cool. Right? Oh, my favorite shot of the movie. Just, oh, my God. I freaking loved it. I really liked that shot. But the other one that I really liked is when they were walking on the staircase with the mirrors going down. And yes. so it shows, like, it's, like, kind of a top-down, like, front view. So you can see all the mirrors. But Jack and Sandy are like walking down these steps, and then in the in the mirror, all you see is is Ellie. Like that was crazy. Such a cool effect. God, Dude, I all love of it. that shit. Like any time that they passed by a mirror, they did some cr- really cool effects with that. Yeah, freaking even when she's like on her bed and like she's seeing Jack, or she thinks Jack is murdering, um. I'm like Sandy, uh, freaking like I love because I straight up thought that there was actually like a reflective mirror above her, but it turns out there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Trippy as shit, dude. They they did incredible, and then the designs for the the spirits of oh. like the lost men. Holy shit, those were terrifying. So, yeah, absolutely. Like those will haunt my nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Whew, so good. Like it's, it's an interesting way of portraying it too, especially like with how Miss Collins explained it, saying like I try to forget their faces, and it's like you kind of have like a general idea of what they look like, mm-hmm. but they're it's just like their face is distorted in some way, like where you don't see the eyes, you don't see their mouth or any of their facial features. It's just like a blank face that's slightly like distorted and it's so good yeah it really is i think one of the craziest scenes was when she comes into the room and as it opens like she's a like when she's able to see all of the the spirits yeah yeah like the way that all their faces clear up and she can see like see them clearly and has that like moment of panic like that was really really well done it really was so good so good yeah and then them oh my gosh them breaking into that room where everything seemed like it was glass 
there were there were not very many scenes in this that I had issues with, if any. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, everything looked super good. If I had any complaints whatsoever, I would say maybe they needed a little bit more work on the throat cutting. Fair. But that is such a minor complaint to me because it was still terrifying to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, damn. I think I might be in the 90s with this one as well. Like, they, yeah. Everything looked real. Even like the shit that wasn't real. Like, everything looked as real as it could be. It really did. Like, I'm trying to think of something to freaking judge, but I can't. Yeah, I got nothing. Where are you at? You know what? I'm at a 97. A 97? Damn! Yeah. Yeah, dude. I I loved the effects that much. <sighs> Not quite at a 97. I think I'm like more in the so, 95 range. Okay. I, I get that. Um, but that will average us out to a 96. Alright, next up we got music. Oh, and bro... <laughs> Don't get me started. This soundtrack was so good. <laughs> this was a... Di- Spoiler alert, if you guys haven't figured it out yet. we This is a damn near flawless movie. Seriously. Oh my god, it's so freaking good. Dude, every single song that they played was... Like, was really good. It, like... It framed the ideas behind the scenes, like the lyrics did, like excellently. It's and I'd say that the only thing this was missing was something like super catchy. But I think it would have been distracting had they done that. Agreed, absolutely agree. So, man, I think I'm at a nine. Same here. <laughs> Same here. Damn it, bitch. Why are you messing with me? Sorry, my freaking computer is being stupid. There we go. Oh, like you piece of shit. Yeah, dude, I love that they were able to incorporate the songs into like the flashbacks. Like when she was listening to the record of. Oh, I forget what her name is. Okay, whatever. There's a song that is is playing in her fur, like that she's listening to before she goes to bed, in on her record player, and you hear it with like the record clicks and sounds that like record players make, mm-hmm. um, or the static that you'll you'll hear. And then as soon as it switches, like when she's in the uh, the dream sequence and she walks into the the club and hears the actual singer singing it, like the the way that they transition into that was amazing. It's just yeah. like they were turn. It's like they were taking the static and just turning it down and more and more and more until it w- it wasn't like 
static, no static. It's it was like fading into it until it sounded like perfectly clear. Yeah, and it was great. It was so good. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I um, I loved it. Loved the soundtrack to to this. All right, moving on over to oh, so the average is out to a nine for music. Um, next up, we got costumes. It's just as good. I have to agree with you on that one. They were really freaking good. <laughs> Nothing that like, if I were to see it, I would instantly think, "Oh, last night in Soho." But fair. I mean, maybe her pink dress, but that one's a solid maybe for me. Yeah, like I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of like the pink dress. Um, Honestly, I might, I might have actually, I might mistake that for something being from hairspray. Honestly, probably. But yeah, like even though I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of like that outfit, I do understand what that meant for the movie. Just yeah. kind of having that borderline iconic outfit so i i feel like it works it it worked really well um the rest of her outfits were were pretty good obviously it's in the 60s so you can't go wrong with any of the outfits that they they had and the way that ellie changed her her hairstyle and like that was awesome i love yeah that. i think that was the biggest thing for me like once she switched i'm like oh that really that suits her really well yeah, it did. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, so I I think I'm about the same as music. I'm at a nine. Yeah, same here. I think personally, like if I were to judge this like being like not a critic and just like Caleb's score, I'd be more at like a seven. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I'm like, eh, personal preference, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to personal score. I'll take this one first. Okay. Because I, I freaking enjoyed the hell out of this movie. This was, this was one that I, I saw the trailer of, and for whatever reason, it really stuck with me, and I couldn't pinpoint why. Like I even like went back and watched the trailer to see if there was anything in particular in particular that caught my eye and i think it was just the back and forth go like switching between ellie and sandy that really got me and i'm like that actually looks like an interesting premise and like didn't didn't realize who had directed it um didn't realize like that he'd edgar wright had written it as well so it was all like all these things I just I didn't recognize, but I really like it caught my eye is what I'm I'm getting at. It caught my eye and I it wasn't planning on being as impressed with it as I as I was. So I absolutely love this movie. I am absolutely going to be checking this out again. And this might have cracked my top ten movies. Love it. 
Like it was just that good. <laughs> There's so many. It's like how I felt with uh, Scott Pilgrim too. It's like there's so many details in that movie that you can miss. And like, yeah, I think it's just one of those things you need to re rewatch. I think Edgar Wright might be one of my favorite directors as well as the, uh, Oh, balls. <sighs> Who the twins? Who directed the, is it not? I'm forgetting their names. Shit. Um, the Cohen brothers. Ah, yeah. The Cohen brothers are like my top favorite and I'm like directors and I'm thinking Edgar Wright is like right behind there. I love it. So, yeah, absolutely enjoyed this movie. C- cannot recommend this movie enough. So, with that, I think I'm going to be in, like, a 97. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely everything that Caleb said. This was such an amazing film. I had such a great time. Um, I love Edgar Wright even more now. Um, like I said, he d- he's directed one of my favorite trilogies of all time, and I didn't think I could love him even more after that. That that was those three amazing comedies, but I love me more now. Um, yeah, if if you guys have a chance, please check this movie out. If if you want a very good um, horror crime drama, this this is definitely one to watch. It's so so good. So I'm gonna actually match Caleb. I'm going to 97 as well. Wow. Okay. All right. Well. With that, that concludes this week's breakdown and the final All Bros letter grade for Late Night in Soho has last come night, to. So. What? You said Late Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho. Last Night, sorry. Last <laughs> Night in Soho has come to an A minus. Hell yeah. Love it. Yeah, really freaking good. So it is sitting at a 92.62%, which is definitely one of the stronger A-minuses that we've had. That's awesome. Yeah, so it... <laughs> Damn. What? So I'm, I'm comparing this to the other uh, A-minus movies. It, oof. All right. So, Last Night in Soho has scored in 92.62%, which puts it above Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Damn! Which is at a 92.59. It puts it above Pulp Fiction. Which is also at a 92.43. Or, yeah, which is at a 92.43. It is above Joker. Which is at a 92.37. Wow. Wait. Oh, yeah. And then it is also above 
the Bob's Burgers movie, which is at a 92.37 as well. Wow. Holy shit. Right? Damn. And then go in the opposite direction. Uh, it puts it below Encanto, which is at a 92.81. It is below Avengers Infinity War, which is at a 92.93. Uh, puts it below Room, which is at a 93.06. Uh, puts it below War of the Planet of the Apes, which is at a 93.12. And then finally puts it below Avengers Endgame, which is at a 94.06. Wow. But Avengers Endgame is actually at an A, not an A minus. Oh, okay. It's just I go five up, five down. No, I get you, man. So, yeah, it's one of our our higher A minus movies. That is awesome. Yeah, so out of all the movies that we've scored, like, this ranks number nine. Whoo! Yeah, so our top ten right now looks like... So this is our, our top ten in order from top, like, top to bottom. It's Spider-Man No Way Home, then Bohemian Rhapsody... The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Avengers Endgame, War of the Planet of the Apes, Room, Infinity War, Encanto, uh, Last Night in Soho, and then Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's a damn solid top ten, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't disagree with any of these. Yeah, neither do I. So, congratulations to last night in soho for cracking our top 10 like that is a that is a well deserved yeah (laughs) well deserved well earned yeah uh so yeah that's where it's sitting at sweet well i'd say that that concludes this episode uh if you like what you heard and want to hear more of our amazing voices you can uh, follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts we're on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher iart radio spotify literally anywhere you listen to podcasts we're on there and if you can't find us well then my friend you're listening to the uh wrong um podcast uh listening platform i don't i don't really (laughs) god that Really it's funny that we say shit like that. Yeah. Like, oh, if you're not listening on this, guess what? If they're listening if they're listening to podcasts on a podcast platform that we're not on, they're not listening to us. <laughs> That's a good point. And now I just feel stupid. So, <laughs> no, I like I sh- I started realizing that when I was tight I I was moving some things around on my computer. Yeah. And one of the things I moved around was the our like our outro to our like links and shit. And I started like realizing like, hey, if you're not listening to this, like move to a different one. And I'm like, they wouldn't be listening to us. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Um and if you prefer to listen to uh your podcast episodes on YouTube, uh we do also uh, post all of our episodes over there. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media where you can DM, DM us with an episode idea that you have, answer our question of the week when we actually do post them. I'm just going to keep saying that because it will eventually happen. 
or if you would like to join us, we'll be happy to have anyone on. Um, and those are as followed. We got Facebook for uh, with Facebook. We got facebook.com forward slash the all bros, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, TikTok at the all bros. And Which I feel if you've been killing lately, we have. Oh, we're having so much fun on TikTok, guys. It's it's been really fun. So definitely go check out, out our TikTok because that's where we post also some bonus episodes besides what we do with uh, just you know all birds. I wouldn't say bonus so. episodes. Okay, that's true. Bonus, you know, it's videos. more like a side project. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That that that's a better way to put it. Um, if you would prefer to email us, if that's your preferred way to get in contact with us, you can email us at channel at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to check out our website, uh, find out a little more, bit more about us, and also uh, create merch that you can actually create, you know, you actually get to select the design that you want, and it won't be taken down because of stupid copyright. Uh, you can find our website. I, I get, like, so aggressive when it comes to... <laughs> Like, like hell, I'm not even that upset about it. <laughs> uh, I I'm totally kidding. Like I'm not that upset. It's just it's funny to get so upset. But it is bullshit for how much hard work you put into it. It's straight up bullshit. Okay, I highly doubt that any of the more recent uh designs that I've made would get taken down. Like I highly doubt it. But I think I also yeah. need to stop labeling them as what the movie is. Fair enough. Are you just going to label them as episode? Like episode 303? Yeah, or... I think I'm just going to put, yeah, like cer- like whatever episodes. Yeah, I, I think that's a smart call. So um, so that website is tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. Um, but if you prefer to get your merch in a, a different type of fashion, um, you can find that at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the Albros channel. Um, so yeah, uh, next week on the podcast, we will be uh, breaking down the movie that I completely already forgot what it's titled. The Princess. That's what it's called. Thank you. Starring Joey King. Um, which is on Hulu right now. So if you guys want to go check that out before next week's episode, you can do so. Um, but until then, this is in the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will see you guys next week. Deuces. Eat Suck it. Asshole. Suck it. <laughs> Suck it. So long. <laughs> <laughs>